the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. They're a great thing. And if you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. He's Jeremy Kahn, Big Bad Morning Show, 105.7 The Fan. You see his picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com. He's back with us. And I haven't forgiven you yet, Kahn. I, I, I just want you to know that not only did you fail me in not putting the pick up originally, but then you gave me the wrong pick. And I'll never be over it, you son of a bitch. You got everything wrong. I hope you have a miserable crit. Do I sound like everybody else that talks to you when you make you, you make your picks now? I, I, thought, I thought I told you to bet oh. Chattanooga in the second half. See if we can't get that. See, they were the, a much better second half team. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. And I, I, I kind of feel like Matt Damon today on Jimmy Kimmel, like, I got bumped for the world's largest Knicks fan. Oh, I know. Uh, their number I know. one Ron, fan is what Ron, I hear. Ron called in. Ron called in last <laughs> week. The funny thing, too, is we were going to call you early, and then Ron called in. and I, I, Ron had actually called in once earlier, and we had to bump him for Chuck Pagano. So, it, you know, I'd said you can, you can call <laughs> it. Ron's I, great, man. I, I, this is the – he's insane, but I love him so much. Yeah. Like, this, I tried well, when like, he gets upset, because I remember when I was on with Scott, and he would get upset. He's like, Scott, Scotty. Scotty, right, Scott, right, Scott. Right, right. He just he can't keep firing. But I, Ron's, Ron's the best, man. What a great kid, and he's a huge sports fan. I, wrote so I, a, I actually wrote about Ron once because I had never met him until this summer. We were both down at the tennis tournament in D.C. He's a big tennis fan, too. And it was literally the first time I actually met Ron somewhere, and I had a conversation. I was trying to explain why I like Ron because in in inherently he should be the guy that we hate as a caller, right? Like he's yeah. the guy that just says anything. and But, like, he's – it weirdly he's reasonable about it when you tell him that you disagree he he gets it he doesn't just start calling you an mfer and that's the reason why i kind of like ron so, so the same thing you're talking about i spoke to a ravens roost this week and yeah. i'm explaining like analytics and i know this is probably something we'll get into sure. where i said i was just telling people i said look all analytics is is information it's it's math it's simple because you don't understand something don't just don't go oh that's analytics no it's they're playing percentages. And right. I do think there are times in games where you're supposed to, you know, play the, the, the field process and how you feel. And Harbaugh's done it twice now, and it hasn't worked out. But, but the funniest thing was there, there was a guy in the back, as I'm explaining why you go for two when you're down 14 on the first conversion mm. and why they say to do mm. that. And he's just shaking his head no. And I'm like, why are you, why are you saying no? He goes, because that's, you, no, it's wrong. I said, <laughs> it's not wrong. I'm telling you wait, why they do it. You don't you have to agree with it. Was, was that – was that man Gary Stein by any chance? Was that? <laughs> no, because no, me and this guy hugged it out afterwards because I kept talking, oh. explaining it, and the whole time I'm doing it, he's just shaking his head no. He's like, nope. And I'm like, are you telling me what I'm telling you is wrong or that you don't agree with it? He's like, it's wrong. It's, just, <laughs> it's not wrong. Here's the math. Here's why it works so, out. Gary, he just Jer he would not let it go. Jeremy, Jeremy, Steiner was in here on Friday. And th th this all started that last Wednesday night. We're all down at the casino, and, and, and you screwed me with my, your Chattanooga pick. We're all down at the casino, and, and Steiner brings up the, the two-point thing from last week. And I'm like, look, man, I don't think it made – and this is the funny thing. I don't even feel strongly about it, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I get it, and I, I think slightly more than not, it made sense to do it the way that they did it in the, in the Browns game. And so I'm, exp I'm sort of going through this is why I think that it made more sense than it didn't make more sense. And Steiner just loses his mind. I mean, loses his mind and starts <laughs> doing the Donald Trump bit. All he does is just start putting his hand in my face and saying, wrong, 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 wrong. 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 Yeah. We're, and we're sitting at, like we're at a casino just hanging out as buddies. <laughs> and he's just doing this bit. It's just wrong. And it's not, 
He's not doing it as a gag. I had to say, Stein, do you realize what you're doing? Like, you're acting like Donald Trump. Like, that's what you're doing yeah. here. And, and you know, like, the weird thing is we can't have conversations about it because it's almost like, and, and forgive me for this, it's almost like religion. And I bring this up all the time. Yeah. It's what you were taught. It's kind of why where you look at certain areas over the world, like, oh, they're this religion. Well, why are they that religion? Because that's where they grew up. And that's what's taught there. Everybody's been taught to, hey, you kick the extra point, you do this. You kick the extra And then I love when people go, we got Justin Tucker. They're not going for two because they think their kicker can't make it, obviously. They're going for two because they think it's the best option. You clearly have the best kicker in the history of the sport in the world. I don't know that anybody's ever going to touch this guy, how good he's been. But um, but that's not why they're going for two, that they don't no, trust the kicker. It has nothing they're, they're to do doing with that. Matt says so. And, and the funny thing is this week I would have kicked the extra point and gone to overtime. I thought they should have gone for two when they scored the first touchdown. And, right. So um, that's the, the yeah. first touchdown is the one I think you can be critical of. I think you can be critical of, and, and I'm, I, I think it's very, you should be critical of it. it. It's almost the exact same scenario as a week ago. A week ago, your decision-making was about giving yourself a second, cha- a second path, right? Mm-hmm. Not having everything come down to one play. That you wanted to create a second path by which you could still win the game. I would compare it. You just brought up religion. Now I'm going to pair it to politics. We talk about this with elections, right? If a campaign yeah. in a presidential election looks at Ohio and says, I don't think we're going to win Ohio. The polling all says we're all really bad in Ohio. Well, you better come up with another path. There better be another state that you've got in your back pocket, um, whether it's Arizona or Georgia, that can get you to that victory. And that's what it was a week ago, was coming up with a second path. We're not going to have the game just come down to one play, perhaps with 20 seconds left. We want to create a second path to victory. And that, to me, is the same thing that you're talking about with going for two when you're down 14. It's giving yourself two different chances. Instead of it all coming down to one play, we're going to take our chance here, and if we don't get it, we've got a backup plan. And that backup plan is trying to go for two and going to overtime and seeing what happens there. You know the other part of this that I don't understand, and, and like I, we have our group chat for the morning show where uh, our producer and myself more like look at the analytics, and you know Rob and Ed are a little bit more straightforward. You can just, you can just call it. You can just call are. them old. You can just say that yeah. they're just dinosaurs. Well, I mean, it's just guys. it's just their viewpoints on, on different things, and um, you know I'm not telling you you're wrong if you do it the old-fashioned way. If you're just more comfortable doing it, but then you're relying on a coin toss and. You know, obviously things can go awry, but the one thing that I understand is the argument that's made, like, where people are going, you really want to give Aaron Rodgers 42 seconds in the ball with two timeouts? I'm going, even if you get the two-point conversion, yes. he still has the same, same amount of time in those timeouts which is, to go kick a field goal which to win is, the game. Which is why so it's that's sort, not a good argument. It's all a gag to me, Jeremy, because I think they were losing the game no matter what happened at the end. That's why I, it's hard for me to be worked up about any of it. I didn't... I, it doesn't take anything away. I think it's remarkable they were in the game. I think that, you know, Tyler Huntley played so, I mean, just unbelievably well given the circumstances. All of those things can be true. I, it's just hard for me to be all that worked up about the decision at the end of the game because I frankly don't think it mattered. I think they were losing the game no matter what because Aaron Rodgers had 42 seconds against that secondary. Well, it tells you all that because the people that are upset about Harbaugh going for it on, was it fourth and five, fourth and six? Yeah. Uh, on his own, you know, in his own territory, people, he, he felt like he had to. That's what Aaron Rodgers does to you. That's what the injuries do to you. And you combine both. It's like, we're SOL. I can't believe we're in this game. And there are some people that go, hey, go for two. You're playing with house money at this point. But ultimately, the, the season is on the line. Because right now, as it stands, the Ravens are out of the playoffs. Um, you know, and again, there's still plenty of weeks. you got a huge game with Cincinnati. And I bet that that Steelers game comes down to everything. Uh, Big Ben's last game in a regular season, or Big Ben's last game ever, more likely, um, against the Ravens here in Baltimore, and how how large that that game looms, yep. it's, it's going to be incredible. No, no doubt. I mean, it really it's it's shaping up, and there's 
you know, there is still a scenario where it can end up being for the division, depending on what the Ravens do next week. I mean, if the Ravens lose next yeah. week, then it's out, right? Like, that's that's over. They're not winning the division if they lose to the Bengals next week. Next week is about their division hopes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if they win it, there is this goofy possibility that this could be a Sunday night, winner wins the division, loser season is over, and Ben Roethlisberger's career is at stake. It could set up to be one of the most anticipated nights in, in regular season history for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yep. Should it all go that way? But there's a lot. There's a lot of things that have to happen. If they don't win a game between now and then, it kind of almost doesn't matter what's at stake. It's going to be difficult to get this city amped up for a team that's lost five straight games. It's going to be a difficult thing to do. Um, Jeremy Khan. All that being said, right? All we, so all of that's out of our system. Analytics be damned. It's all kind of what it is. We we still keep coming back to I don't know two things. I still feel like there's always somebody who wants to make everything about Greg Roman, which is hilarious because they scored. 30 points with a backup quarterback yesterday. They have the number six offense in the NFL. I, I I continue. There was this piece in the ringer last week that was written about Greg Roman, and everybody sort of breathlessly shared it and because it fits the narrative. And, again, I'm not telling you that I know that the Greg Roman offense is what's best for the Ravens moving forward, but I know damn well that you can't write thousands of words about the Ravens offense in 2021 and not reference the fact that they don't have a running back on the roster. Yeah. They, the, like it's it's just unbelievable to me the lengths that we're willing to go for this to be a story, and and to just blatantly ignore what's actually in front of us. Well, you know the the, the funny thing with you bringing that up, it just hit me. It's like you know we have all the, uh, the people like to say the analytical guys that tell you that running backs don't matter. Yeah, they do. So it's, it's, it's not fun. like you can just take anybody and plug them in a system. And maybe it, it happened because of the way things went with the Ravens, where everybody gets hurt. And then now you're just you're, you're trying to find something that works, right? Uh, you know whether it's Le'Veon Bell or Devontae Freeman, uh, Latavius Murray. I mean, it feels like we got the ghosts of all these guys because, and I'm not trying to knock them. They're at the back end of their careers, and I think they can be serviceable in a certain role. But when those guys are your feature guys and the ones that are getting all the carries, I think it's problematic. And oh, by the way, teams now don't fear those running backs, so they're going to go after your quarterback every time. I, the, the, the times where I think Greg Roman, and he does deserve some of the blame, uh, I still think the passing scheme is just awful. There, were, there was a route last night, and I don't know if you talked about it, where two receivers ran into each other. Now, could that be their fault? Right, Absolutely. Right. But could it also be Greg Roman's fault for, for having th- this play drawn up where two guys are going to be in the same area? Because this is what uh, you know, Kurt Warner and uh, Dan Orlovsky and Steve Smith and all these guys have been talking about. So I do inherently have a problem with the passing schemes and how some of the things go and with the cover zero stuff and teams have been running it at them consistently. And it doesn't feel like they've adapted and done anything to slow that process down. It's like, Oh, we'll figure it out and we'll get better at it. Um, but it's not happening. So, but all the blame going to him is such a ridiculous thing because look, the quarterbacks Huntley's played well. The situation has been no running backs. The quarterbacks had issues. I mean, Lamar has been hit so much that I do think this is adding up and, He's becoming a little bit hesitant in the pocket, and maybe he's well, making up his mind pre-read, or he's staring guys down, and when they're not open, he doesn't know what to do with the ball. So I feel like he has regressed, but by make no mistake about it, he's the guy I still want to pay to be the quarterback of the future for the Baltimore Ravens. A hundred percent. I mean, there's no debate about that to me whatsoever. But they got to fix it, right? Like they, one hundred percent, they have to fix it. Um, or, or figure out what's happening with Lamar, particularly against the cover zero. They've got the, – they all – and how much of that is on the scheme versus how much of that is on Lamar himself, they got to work on that for sure. All right. Yeah, I mean, their, their offensive line is atrocious too. I mean, with all due respect to uh, Bozeman, who I think has been great this year, and Zeitler's been really good. 
on the outside, it's just been terrible. So it's, it's injuries and it's guys that aren't, aren't good enough to keep up with the Joneses with the talent that they're facing. And, oh, by the way, you get Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and that crew coming in um, at the end of the year. And the funniest thing is the Steelers have the worst rush de- uh, defense in the league, which sounds weird to say, and I'm not sure that this running game can attack it successfully. Um, I, a hundred percent. I mean, like that's just the reality. It's weird because they actually ran the ball a few times yesterday. They had a couple of plays, but even on those plays, you're like, dude, if this, if Latavius Murray had any sort of burst, this isn't a 17 yard run. This is a touchdown. Like, Absolutely, and the, that's that's what I'm talking. There's no explosive plays. You have right. zero explosive plays from your running backs. And if they did get an open space, I feel like uh, at times that, that they're not going to break away. That they're not going to hit that home run that changes the game. Um, and, and I, I have no confidence in it at all. So, and I think the defense sees that too. It's like big Ben's arm last year where they're like, he can't throw deep. So what are we going to do? We'll just sit on the underneath routes and let him throw these three yard passes and tackle the guys uh, that there's no threat of it. And with there being no threat of the running game outside of the quarterback, you, you'll take your chances with it. 100%. And play the pass. It's very so. clear. It's very clear. That's the case. All right. You and I need to talk about next Monday because mm-hmm. I am, and for those that have not heard yet, and I talked about this last Friday, unfortunately today was supposed to be the day that we took everything down to Helping Up Mission and all the great stuff that you have collected and donated. It's overwhelming. And uh, Drew and I went out yesterday, thanks to the people at uh, Target White Marsh. They were unbelievably accommodating with us. In fact, um, they made your $2,000 stretch out a little bit further, and they chipped in another $200 on top of that for what we were able to do. Awesome. Uh, for the, it was an incredible thing. Thanks to Kyle and his team, it was great. So we've done all that. The problem is we are all living in the same world right now. There was an outbreak at the mission itself, and we are not able to go down and do our collection event at the mission today. we got to wait, let that, make sure everybody's safe, make sure everybody's okay. And then once we get through that, probably in the neighborhood of 10 days is what it's going to be, then we'll be able to go down and take everything, which is good because we are finally in the conference room to the point where the table is unusable. That's how much stuff I have that you guys have collected, and it's incredible what you guys have done. So with that in mind, Jeremy, it actually buys us an opportunity that we could turn next Monday and do a drinking show that has another donation aspect to it. So okay. if you're if you're able to come in, and I don't know what your reality is because you've got your own show to do, so I don't know when you'd be able to come in, but are are you down to come in here and, and do a full-on drinking show next Monday? Yeah, I'll come over right after the show. I just got to make sure if we don't have – I'm pretty sure we don't have a meeting, but I could probably be there by about 1030 or so. All right, so so we're going to plan on that, and and I'm I'm going to invite Wendy again. But I'm almost nervous about it because you just – I love Wendy. You never know what she's about to say. Like, genuinely no. don't know. I, and you get her around me and things will get weird. Correct. correct. I thought that the show – I thought that they might just come in and say, all right, well, this was the last one last year when we had her be part of it. So we'll invite Wendy again. Um, we're going to do this. I, I guess the, 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 the second element of it is, is it just us sitting around getting drunk or are we doing the bit where you've got – you know, awful booze that that we can try. Like, what what is what is the? I think bit? we should do the trivia thing again. Didn't we do that last well, we year? We did. Do, then, we uh, did do a trivia bit last year with. Uh, I'll, I'll get in touch with John. John Proctor this week. I'll tell him to put together something trivia wise for the and, week. And if it's if it's Wendy, I think there should be some pop culture music stuff in there as well. Okay. And, you know, we can do that. We can. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down with that. What else? What uh, what else can we implement? Is there something? Is there a gross food thing that we can do as well to get people Ooh. to donate more 
next week? Is there a is there? We do a lot of this stuff. Like for, oh, I got a reminder. Uh, Eric Arditi still got to come in here and eat his eat his prison pizza. I got to remember remind him he's got to do that. What's prison pizza? That sounds good. Uh, you should ask your boy Ed Norris what a prison pizza. Is. <laughs> he taught me what a hookup was once upon a time, which came in handy for me when I made my visit to uh to summer. Well, he camp. talked about two guys that were in jail um, that were girls i guess you could say and oh. it was britney and beyonce said uh Ooh. they were two lovely ladies I he bet. never had the encounter with them i bet they were popular so he says i bet they were popular a prison pizza is made using like a, a watered down bag of crushed funyuns as the crust like Ooh. it is it is it's just anything you can find in the commissary that you could put on top of it and it's treated as a delicacy so like the maybe, prison. Is there Slim Jims or something on oh, it? Oh, yeah, like... Slim Jims, 100%, um, pickles, like... anything you can find in the commissary. And we decided this was a baseball-related bet that Arditi lost, so we were also throwing peanuts and Cracker Jacks on top of all of the other sure. gross stuff that was already on this gross prison pizza. So I mean, We could get something that's, uh, you know, if you, I don't know if we'd finish the bottle, but... Uh... Maybe we got a smaller one, like some tequila with the worm or a scorpion in oh, it. Or, oh, God. And have oh, somebody eat that at the end. Oh, I can look for that if you want. Oh, that's I, a terrible idea. I had a buddy when we were on our guys' trip down to the beach several years ago. He uh, he ate the worm at the bottom of a tequila bottle. I thought you were about to say uh, mouth's a mouth. I thought that's where you were going <laughs> with that. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> but well, he ate so the I dude's night out. It's a, the worm that he ate was supposedly supposed to make you hallucinate, but nothing happened to him. He just almost threw up because it was gross. I but. mean, for what's the amount of money? What's the amount of money for you to consume? Well, Jeremy, it might be $20, actually. What's the amount of money that somebody would have to donate for you to be willing to consume the worm? Me? I've already done it. I've ate a scorpion. I've eaten a worm. Uh, okay, but you're worm. not selling this well. We're trying to raise money now. Give me a, give me well, a number. Uh, well, you pick the number because I like if we get to that number, I'll eat it. I don't care. <laughs> what if it was an alcohol-soaked cockroach? I don't. I'd still eat it. I don't care. Is if that it's a thing? Is, is, I mean, you like could make alcohol. it a thing. You could one hundred percent make it a thing. Well, I'm not going to have the home variety like Paul takes a cockroach and puts it in a well, bottle. Paul's not like even. A, by the way, Paul's not going to be here next Monday. He's bailing <laughs> us. So my buddy Ben's going to have to come in and run the show for us. Um, which is why this works out because we can't. I don't want to do guests next Monday. I want to do phone stuff. I just want to keep it very simple. Well, I mean, Mr. The- Dover's coming in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ben? ben Dover. Ben Dover is stopping by for Monday. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, my buddy Ben Lamoon's going to come in and help us out with this next Monday, and he doesn't drink anyway, so this is perfect. He can actually run the board, and 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 we can get sloppy and and have some fun. It's the holiday season. Uh, don't forget to hang up your sock. The whole deal, right? Like I'm down. I'll go find some fun stuff. I'm sure at uh, what is it, the liquor pump they have over there in what is that Parkville? Oh yeah, place? right there. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those yes. guys are awesome, and they have so much stuff in there. Or like a total wine. They've got a wide. But I like. I want the dirty stuff. You know, I just want like this is find something that's been soaked in alcohol. You can always do, and it's not. You can always do the moonshine that has like, and they end up being cherry bombs. But those are more deadly than eating a worm because they're just so they're, they take on so much alcohol. Can, can I um, can I leave you in charge of this? Can I leave you in charge of the the that particular part of the strategy for the week? Yeah, I'm gonna search and see if I can't find something that's okay. pretty awful. Let me know what you need from me, and I'll make it happen. I'll have John Proctor prepare trivia for next Monday. Cool. And and there's got to be another. I'll think of one other element to the show. But this is the deal: we're gonna do all this, and we're gonna ask you to make donations based on what we're doing. And Wendy, of course, 
Well, say whatever you want her to say in her sultry voice if she comes in. i got to remember to message Wendy to make sure that she's good for Monday. She'll definitely do that bit because she did it for us last year, and that was quite popular. And then Jeremy will also, for a certain amount of money, use his sultry voice to say things to you. Jeremy, could you give an example of what you'd be willing to say in your sultry voice? Like, for example, if somebody said, uh, please say, please, Daddy, stop. Could you do that in your sultry voice? Say, please, Daddy, stop. Yeah, that's exactly. You could get more of that from Jeremy this coming Monday. Or, or say, please, Daddy, don't stop. Yeah, exactly right. He's willing to do it without, and he'll even do it as Jerome Boger, for example. Listen, please, Daddy, don't stop. That's exactly what he's willing to do. If you're willing to donate more money, this is what we're going to do. We're going to collect some more money, and then I'll go back out on Tuesday. I'll go right back over to Target and White Marsh, and we'll get more stuff for the folks at Helping Up Mission. All right? Awesome. If, yep. that's, if we're all down... We'll do that next Monday morning. I'll get in touch I'm with you. I'm doing terrible things for a good cause. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all about. It's it's absolutely awful what we're doing it, but we're doing it for the right reasons. And By then, the way, can I plug something that has nothing to do with me? Please. It's just for everyone's pleasure. If you have not watched the new MacGruber TV show that's out on Peacock. I haven't watched it yet. I. What are you doing? All right. The third episode, I almost pissed my I'm not even kidding. I almost pissed my pants laughing so hard. And it's, and it's just like the movie. There, you know, you there is some going. Oh, they're doing this joke again. They're doing that joke again. But I still laugh every single time. Hey, what is it. before I let you go? What is your rule? So, like, for example, I don't know how much you care about the Spider-Man thing. I care deeply, and I didn't get to see it this weekend. So I, I saw it. I probably will not be able to see it until say Wednesday of this week. Um, what is your rule personally with openly discussing things on social media? Not like the. Like with, with just openly having a conversation about something related to a movie on social media, what is your rule for that type of stuff? Yeah, I don't do it until it's at least on video. Like I don't talk. Oh, wow. Like if somebody wants to chat about it, I'll wow. do it in a private message. Okay. Just because I like I enjoy it so much, and I know like with people's lives, some people can't get out and see it. Um, you can buy it on Apple TV, but like I don't know when they're officially releasing it. So I pre-ordered it. Um, but I did. I also went and saw it at the theaters, and it's it's incredible. I mean, look, so. trust me, I'm going to go see it. I want the, it. Just we had some family things that we were doing this weekend, mm-hmm. and I didn't get a chance to this weekend. And I think it, it's an interest. I don't know what the actual rule is, but I do feel like it's got to be at least a week. Like you got to give everybody a week to try. I, to I see think you should give them longer than. Like, why would you have to post this? But like, you guys could talk. Like. You could set up a, a you know a, a DM or something if you really wanted to talk I, about it. Like, hey, anybody want to talk about the Spider movie? Send me a message. I, whatever. I agree to some extent, but I also feel like at some point something becomes ubiquitous enough, right? Like it's enough in the zeitgeist that like why mm-hmm. wouldn't we be talking about it? Like every yeah, everybody just, knows. I this have thing. a inherent problem with people that just want to ruin. Like, there's no other reason to just bring it up out there. Like, there are people that see it and then post, "Oh, this happened," and it's like, wait a minute, guys. Like, you're you're taking away someone's ability to enjoy that and be surprised like i almost hate now that everything gets leaked out on the internet because how great would it have been to find out who the cameos were and what was going on during the movie how awesome was it like there's like 12 previews before the movie i used to enjoy watching the previews but now i've seen everything because of facebook or twitter or what have you the one thing i will say is that there are two post-credit scenes one right away one at the very end and they're both worth staying for. All right. All right. Trust me. By the time we, when we talk next Monday and we're so drunk that we forget we're not supposed to say spoilers, I will be able to talk about it with you. I promise you that. I will be awesome. capable of it. Yeah. Also, all I ever see on Facebook anymore is commercials for the lingerie company Adore Me. I have never purchased anything from that lingerie company. Not a thing. 
But they have found out that I am a man who will invest a lot of time with their commercials, and I am bombarded by them. They got to you. They got to you. They got you talking about it. God, correct. I have now shared it. I brought it up in conversation multiple times. It's Jeremy, it's quite effective advertising. It's quite. They're definitely, they're 100% listening in to what you talk about. Like, we had to get a dog crate. Never searched it, never did anything, went online. I mentioned dog crate to my wife. I'm not even BSing. Within the day, like a couple hours later, I had posts for dog crates all over Facebook. I mean, they are stealing every single thing you talk. They're listening to you. It's insane, man, what's going on with the technology that they have. But so, if I, I'm going to tag you in one of these commercials so that you will be bombarded similarly because you will understand why I have lost so much. I've lost probably weeks of my year to adore me commercials this year. It's just a thing. And then, like, I do the bit where I'm like, well, I wonder if this particular actor is performed in any other films that I would enjoy. There is, <laughs> there's been some of that this year. Yes. At JeremyCon1057 on Twitter is how you follow him. Picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com. The Big Bag Morning Show every morning on 1057 The Fan. We'll see you next Monday, all right? All right, man. Thanks, buddy. Jeremy Con checking in with us here on GCR.